Welcome back to What the Flux Depose, episode 409. I am Jason Lacey, joined once again by Kevin Austin. We've survived another trip around the sun. Welcome to 2023 and another episode of this here podcast. Of course, we're thrilled to have you here. And look at there's Kevin. Kevin's back. He's still here. He's still, I don't, you really don't have anything better to do still. All this time. Not really. No. I mean, no. I mean I'm here. Yeah. You know, it's it's something to do, right? Like <laughs> I ran we out of models a, is really we what we all means. need hobbies. Um <laughs> This is the cheapest one because I already have all this stuff. I don't have to pay to do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. I am well, warning you though, I, I have a, a tall glass of rum chata. So the longer this podcast goes, the less sense I'm probably going to make. Whoa, just, just pure, pure rum chata? Yeah, that's the best way to drink it, man. You don't need it to mix it. I know. I mean, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch with alcohol. I mean. It really is. So delightful. Well, I have a nice tall glass of high quality H2O. <laughs> Gatorade is better. I'll wipe that smirk right off your face. Gatorade. Oh, Kevin classic movies right there dude i got it i got it right as you were starting i was looking down at my phone not, not because i was checking notes because that'd be the responsible thing to do but i'm getting text messages from coach mo of all people holy shit how's yeah. he he's doing good he just jumped in about something we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit later and i guess he didn't want to spoil anything in the chat room so he was direct messaging me like but text messaging me of all things so i found it a little weird what's he uh what's he up to these days is he uh i can't remember last time i heard from him but he 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 was working on his doctorates or masters. That's what I thought, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. Since he doesn't podcast, I don't really hear his life much. But you know, he's got the baby. He was not a baby anymore. But and I mean, he's still gaming as always, getting those chivos, as he would call them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you got to get the chivos, right? Like, I mean, you gotta. He doesn't slow down. That's that's for one thing. Well, good on him. I you know. Good on him. Yeah. We don't slow down either. Here we are. It's true. Lucas has slowed down. He's like a slug at this point, right? Like he's just a, a snail. I don't know. Like I, I messaged him saying like, you know, check in. And I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, things get normal. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm pretty much working every single night now. I'm like, that kind of <laughs> defeated the purpose of doing this a couple nights a week to now you're working yeah. full time every night after watching the kids all day. I'm like, yeah, just, right. He's and doing I can't remember. <laughs> Does he? I you know that's the funny thing. There's there's always the question. Okay, for long for a long time, members of the of listener base here, that was always the question of when if Lucas and I never did the show anymore, <laughs> would we still like you know would we still talk? You know, and and here's what I've learned: is Lucas and I don't connect on the show. We don't really talk that much because it's like we're on opposite. Well, at least right now, now a bad example, but it's like we're on opposite schedules. Like when yeah. I'm busy, when he has. Some downtime when one child is at work. Right. I mean, one child is, is at school, slave labor, <laughs> and he only has to, you know, have one at home. I'm busy at work, and then when I at home, ready to realize when I have some free time, sure, he's working. So like yeah. we, you know, I've made a point to like check in every once in a while, but otherwise we're like two ships barely passing in the night. Oh yeah, like I'll, I'll I, message him sometimes, and it's like twelve hours later he might respond. So it's like yeah, it's yeah. just that he's on a totally different thing, but he's he's basically just always busy now. So it's like. Mm. 
And I don't know. Did he ever get clarification on like if February, if like he's still going to have a job after that with whatever the changes they're making? Oh, I haven't, heard anything, I haven't heard anything about that. I just know he's his medical stuff coming up, some tests and things that they're doing to him to try and figure out what's what's ailing him, if you will. But I hadn't heard any additional uh, work related info. So last I heard, they didn't have anybody else. So I don't think they can really let him go. Right? You know like, what? I think. I think what they'll need to do, uh, what is that? Uh, there's that Viking uh, torture or death uh, method where they, uh, you, I can't remember what they call it, the flying, flying something where they essentially flay open your back and pull your lungs out of your, out of your, out of, through, out of your back and then like lay them on, they pull your lungs out from behind and like splay them across your back. I believe you're talking about the blood eagle. Yeah, I knew it had something to do with a bird. So yeah, yes, blood eagle. I think I think if you do that with his testicles, <laughs> that that'll that'll cure his his ailment. I mean, does he really have a need for them anymore? Anyway, like it's... I mean, two kids. Here, here, I did the math. He's already got two kids. He's only got two bedrooms, so <laughs> you can't fit three. Let's <laughs> you know, unless he gives up the man cave. Yeah, he's, I mean, running out of, he's running out of real estate in the house. Yeah, he's in a tough situation, too, because as, as the kids get older, you got a boy and a girl. They can't be in the same room as they get older. You got to you gotta split no. that up. Yeah. Correct. Maybe what they'll do is Lucas and his son will share a room and then his wife and the and the daughter will share the other room. I mean, that's just as traumatic as leaving the, the, the boy and the girl together at that point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but then they can play Minecraft and Legos and stuff and be uninterrupted. It might actually work better for him. Might, might work out. Yeah. Here, we're not here to talk about Lucas. We're here to talk about the podcast. Welcome back to the show. We're here. Uh, wow, what a journey it continues to be. I, I hope everyone's doing well. Let's go. Let's uh, let's talk about things here. Let's let's tell you about our lives so you can feel a little better about your own. And I think, you know, every once in a while, Kevin, you know, I never determined what's best. And I feel like it's probably best to take the show down to a terrible low. <laughs> I was going to ask, what do we want to start with? The bad Before stuff? Before you stuff? kind of like, I, I figure I feel like it's better to hit the low notes. Okay. First, we could do that. And then we can kind of bring you people back up with the highs. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is it. This is a weird. Uh, there's not a great way to, to put it out there. And it's funny because people, you know, the, most of the office was back in and at work today and people were like, Oh, how was your, you know, how was your time off? How was your holiday? How was your new year's? Like, I was like, well, it was good. And I'll just say it. I'll say it on the show, how I said it on there. I'm like, well, it was good. But then my grandpa died, <laughs> you know, yep. and then people were like, Oh, Oh shit. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, there's just no way to uh, sugarcoat that. <laughs> yeah. There's just no way to, to put that. So uh, I had alluded, I think, you know, I had shared some, I feel like I talked about it in Discord mm -hmm. a while back, and then this was kind of it's at this point. I hate saying it like this, but at this point, it, it's really I think more of a relief sure. than than that. And it, and it's a weird situation for me anyway because we just weren't um, we weren't close really anyway. Um, you know, it's my maternal grandfather, and he just wasn't. You know, again, it's that generation. Yeah. You know, he was he was 96, mm -hmm. so lived, lived a very good life. But, he, you know, he was a farmer, was very um, just not a not an emotional man, not a touchy feely guy, not a I'm going to go out and play with you. Yeah. He, my memories of my grandpa was either I was on the tractor yeah. <laughs> or sitting in his chair watching the news. You should be working the fields, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, like 
not, you know, not not this, you know, touchy feely. Let's play you know, catch grandpa, you know, he, no, no, right. No, no. Not the word. There's original grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah that was sure. experience. So just, you know, and not that's fine. You know, but my mom is in a very similar boat. So it, it's weird. Um, this is like the first closer family member that I've lost. And it, it just it's a weird it's a weird position to be in because you don't you f- I feel the way I feel, but then you feel wrong for the way you feel mm-hmm. type of thing, you know, where I think really just my response at this point is just to help support my mom, support my grandmother uh, who's never lived. She's 89 and never lived bef- alone. Sure. You know, before in her life. Right. So, <laughs> and so even if she it's, had, it's, it's been a hell of a long time. So, yeah. So just a big change. And like, you know, he, his health, you know, he, for the most part, he was, he was still really healthy and didn't have really any issues. But then for over the past, you know, past couple of years, just like the medications he were on, you know, it just didn't have, he just didn't do anything anymore. He wouldn't even come. My, like my mom's house is only a few minutes away. He wouldn't come down there when I, we'd come up to visit. He'd just stay at home, sit in the chair, you know? So he just wasn't, you know, just wasn't, wasn't feeling great anyway. And um, I think what happened, so it was on, uh, I guess we do have to do like, we should have done a content warning, I guess, before we, we went down this journey. Um, it, it must have been really, it was like Christmas day. It's either Christmas day or Christmas Eve. Um, he had fallen that night. So he, I guess he's, you I know, think he said Christmas Eve, I think. Is when, I think, I think I it think was it was too. Yeah. I think, he, you know, and he, he'd been having some spells for a bit where he just, um, you know, wasn't, was having issues with like just some weird neurological stuff was, was happening. Like yeah. he would, um, want to put Kleenex? He like when he was time for bed, he'd like want to have Kleenexes draped on him, and he didn't know really why, but he had to have that and some just weird behavior. And then like getting up and not making to the bathroom and just like peeing on the bed, yeah. like just some you know some weird stuff like that. But I guess what happened one night, I don't know if he had to try to go to the bathroom and try to make it, and he fell and like hit him his head when he fell. Uh. And supposedly he called out for my grandma. She couldn't hear him. And he laid on the floor all night. Oh, God. And so that's where that's what started the the spiral. Yep. And I think what they determined was, I, I think it sounded like they, it, we'd already had brought hospice in at this point just to help with my grandma, just taking care of him anyway around the house, just because she needed that. But they think that the nurse then kind of determined what it appeared like he must have had like potentially a stroke. And that's what caused the fall. And because it, so I saw him, you know, that Monday, the day after Christmas and like already at that point, you know, they had him on so much meds. I doubt he even knew I was there, but just through that process, you know, just being restless and I don't think he was comfortable. And I think once they determined that, you know, maybe a stroke was, it was involved. That's when they upped mm. the medication, you know, he's on, he was on morphine and this oh, and that yeah. just to keep him comfortable. And that, that was the worst thing just to, you had a week of that, and like the nurse is telling me like, well, based on what we're seeing, you know, his body is beginning to shut down. And it was just like that horrible process of just waiting, waiting yeah. you know, and like for, I mean, essentially like you're, you're inferior, what your organs to fail. You, he had stopped eating. He was barely drinking. So essentially you're, you're starving and, and dehydrating at, the, at, at yeah. that point too. And so I, I hate to say that it was a, a blessing, but I think that point it was, you know, it, there's a lot of strain on my grandmother to take care of him that she couldn't do on her own. Right. Um, you, you don't want him to live like that. No, it's, it's tough no, too. Also, Cause so. it, it, it's, you know, you're right. His body's shutting down. Like there's nothing they can do at that point other than wait. And by all means, it's gotta be an awful experience for him. But if he was like out of it during the process, it's not as bad. It's actually harder 
on yeah. his wife and your mom like that right that's much more taxing to go on for days and days of right. that yes. you're right it's a relief when it's unfortunately yeah. it's a relief when it's over yeah right and my my grand my uh my aunt just lives up the road and i you know like so she she's helped out and been around more often it's been really hard on her and like my other aunt that lives out of state isn't wasn't didn't even say goodbye on the phone and like yeah. didn't, isn't coming for the funeral which is so it's just like a weird, weird thing. And it, like, you know, my wife lost her, her father, her, not her father, her grandfather. Um, it was just, you know, a couple of years after we got married and like that, that was really hard on her. And, um, you know, there's weird things like when I went to visit on, on Sunday, you know, and see, you just see his chair empty and it's just mm-hmm. like stuff like that, 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 that feels weird. So yep. it's just been a weird, um, weird experience. So the, but, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's hard to, you know, you don't want to label your feelings or, uh, you know, have to say you feel a certain way. But I guess it's I, I guess not knowing how you're supposed to feel is, I guess, a, a completely right way to feel. It's you know, a, not knowing how to feel is still a feeling, Jason. It's, yeah, it's fine. You just don't know what to call it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. And I, and I think I had, you know, like kind of the emotional release um you know at some point last weekend and i think you know being able to see him that last time kind of mm-hmm. put things in perspective and give you that closure but um again it's like they always say like then you think like oh i should you know then you can start going down that whole path of oh i should have done this and like when's the last time and they're like with people always tell people like you know say goodbye you know you never know when the last time is you're gonna see one of your loved ones or right like the last memories you have and so. But it's hard when you're not close to begin with. Like, yeah, you yeah, could sit there and say, right. well, I could have done this different. But ultimately, like, yeah, did it really matter at that point? Like, no, it, you know, it, it is what it is. And it's not like you yeah. have any ill will or resentment. It's just you weren't as close as some people are And my my family on my side of the family. Like we're there's no ill will. There's nothing like that. But we're not a close family either. It's not a, a hug and kisses, a touchy family. Uh, let's get together and have Sunday night dinners together. Like that doesn't happen to my family either. So it's like, yeah, when somebody passes, I'm going to feel bad. Like my grandfather died. You know, actually, both my grandfathers now have passed. But I mourned, but it was brief. And like for a while, I, I almost felt bad. Like, should I be more upset? But then I'm like, but why? I'm like. He was an important factor in my life. Yes. And and I recognize that. I was like, ultimately, we weren't close. It wasn't the same type of thing as what my mom went through, what I saw my grandmother go through. So I, I get it. It's it's all about just your family. My wife's side of the family, like they are much more closer. So when there's a death, it's it's a lot more taxing. Um, And that hurts a lot more on her side than it does uh, on my side of the family does, which is ironic. I almost feel bad when somebody from her side dies more than when somebody from my side dies, you know? More yeah. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I mean, speaking of which, like we can kind of jump into to my downer one is, you know, oh, no. the, the week of Christmas. I, I When was the last time we recorded? Was it the week before Christmas? Yeah. OK. So the week yeah. of Christmas, Jason, I had to go to two funerals. We had two That's deaths right. in the family on that That's side. Right. Um, and so one was you got to follow with me here. So my wife's cousin, his wife's mother passed. So it's one of those things like you need to show up and be supportive, but it doesn't, you know, there's, there's no feelings there. I felt bad for her and for her sister who I knew both of them, obviously I felt bad for them, but there wasn't really mourning. It was kind of one of those things like you have to show up because your family, it's the right thing to do. Um, So, you know, we, we'd done that. We went to the week for that. That wasn't, um, you know, that wasn't too bad. Um, The other one that kind of came out of left field was that same cousin 
his stepfather who had been basically involved in his life since he was like five or something like, like almost his whole life had unexpectedly passed away. So this is one that kind of hurt a bit because it was literally out of nowhere. Now this guy, um, wasn't in the greatest health, but he wasn't on the verge of dying. I didn't have anything critical. He just had like really bad allergies. He had a lot of like um, respiratory issues, um, you know, so if, if he got a cold, it would affect him a lot worse. You know, COVID he had to be really careful about stuff like that. Uh, so he would always mask up. He had all of his boosters and stuff like that. It wasn't an issue of that, but his wife had gotten COVID um, and she was actually on the verge. She was on the cusp of, of being over. She was past being contagious. She was starting to feel a lot better. Um, and he just had a regular cold, nothing big. He wakes up in the middle of the night and he kind of like coughs and can't breathe and collapses on the bathroom floor and dies like just like that. Wow. Um, apparently Yikes. he coughed so hard. He something had burst. Uh, I'm not sure quite what it was, but it burst and he died like instantly. So like that was crazy. And that's one that the whole family hurt. You know, we did the we did the, the wake. We were there for hours and the funeral was like all day thing. And just watching, which unfortunately her, my wife's cousins, you know, the three of them, their dad died, ironically enough, in a very similar fashion uh, when they were all young. I think the oldest one was 10 and then it was like five and three or something like that. So they spent most of their life with this guy as their father, like this, is the guy who stepped in and, and helped raise them for their entire lives. You know, now all these people have kids and they're in college in some cases and stuff like that. So it's like this guy's been here for everything and just to die like the week of christmas is like oh you know it just sucks it puts that damper on the holiday and you don't want to associate you know that holiday in the future with that like you don't want to have that oh, sure. shadow yeah, over every christmas thing about well grandpa was here you know it sucks but yeah so it was like it was a really as you said to the people at work like oh my holiday season was fine until people died like it just it sucked like it just brought it down and you know and, and I, I know you can appreciate this point too it's like christmas is about you know, seeing the kids at this point and seeing them happy and stuff like that. So to see all my nieces and nephews bury their, their grandfather was like heartbreaking. Like that's something that like, I want to see mm-hmm. them happy and you know, mm-hmm. presents and Santa Claus and all stuff. And it's like to watch them go through that instead just really sucked. And you know, they, they typically have like a big uh, Italian Christmas Eve thing. So the seven fishes, he does like a whole big to do thing. Um, you know, they found like he had made the menus up and he had them like laminate everything like that. So when people got there for uh, Christmas Eve dinner, their menus were made up with their names on it. Like they found that stuff after he passed away. Um, all the stuff he was planning for this year's Christmas Eve. So it's like that just kind of hurt. They still did it. And, you know, to honor that, you know, what he wanted to do. But yeah, it just kind of sure. sucked and, and really brought down the holiday. But I mean, life goes on. You know, you got to do what you, you know, you got to deal right. with it and move on. So. Right. Yeah, so that was my my downer portion of the show. <laughs> Everything should be better from here on out, hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, right? We can only go up from here. I guess I, I believe in that. So I, I mean, I'll be yeah. Obviously, the, the you know time off otherwise was was good, and you have to spend you know time with my family here. We got rocked in terms of snow. Yeah, you did. It wasn't, it wasn't quite as bad as like what they said. Yeah. Like the, the you know in turn like notoriously there was like a blizzard I guess in like seventy I think it was nineteen seventy eight in Grand Rapids that like just decimated and that's what everything gets that's like the the blizzard of seventy eight you know that's that's what everything gets that's the uh, the the gold standard here um, in terms of actual snowfall we got we got more than that so I think within you know like it pretty much just snowed for three days straight Oof. Friday Saturday and Sunday and we had like I think when all of a sudden done I. Don't, 
I don't know what we actually got here, but it was at least a foot and a half. <laughs> I mean, it might have been, you know, over 20 inches. It just like it was nuts. And luckily, like, you know, Friday, we didn't have to go anywhere. And like my wife, you know, we were home and I was hoping my wife wouldn't have to go to work. And she and she didn't. Oh, um, they just they just closed. But like so like that night we did. go. We took a family trip into Target and, you know, because you know, we just got been sitting around. Like That was the worst part. We just sat around and, you know, we we're in the house together for three days which was like you're going a little yeah. bit sir crazy at that point but i mean it was insane how much we had you know i had to keep shoveling off spots for the dog and then an hour <laughs> later you couldn't tell you even shovel anywhere the driveway repeatedly disappearing thank god we have a snowblower but definitely my the skis on my snowblower are all jacked up and it like i'm pretty sure the front the front end of the you know where the what's that uh remember what that section where the auger is but at least where like the snowblower itself like that the the bottom of it's a little scraped up. So I got to get those yeah. adjusted just to actually, I really need some new like skis altogether. The ones I have are pretty darn worn and I've already flipped them once and <laughs> flipped the sides and did all yeah. that. So it's probably time to replace them. But you know, other than that, it was just good. And we know we did travel a little, a little more distress holidays than what we were expecting. Cause we were originally hoping go see my mom on that Saturday uh, during Christmas Eve day and come back home, stay overnight, her, my in-laws over on Christmas day and then have some downtime and then go see my, have Christmas with my, my dad on and that, and my brothers on that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, none of that happened because my son had been sick. <laughs> my mother-in-law was sick. Then I started after I, my son started to feel better Then I like felt like the dripping. I was like, Oh, I got signed to something. Then my father-in-law maybe. So then we're like, and plus the weather. So we like canceled everything. Yeah. We had Christmas, you know, by ourselves at home. And then finally, like we went to my in-laws, so we went to my in-laws Christmas is Sunday, right? So we went to my in-laws Monday morning and then we actually went straight to my mom's house, visited there. I went up and visited my grandpa. Then we went back to my in-laws and we were there, stayed overnight Then went to my dad's on that Tuesday and then got home. We were like debating because it was so late. Like if we we're going to stay another night, what we we're going to do is like, I want to go home. I just want to sleep in my own bed again. <laughs> my wife's like, I do too. So we got home. You know, and then it was like all of a sudden Wednesday and then just like it was just crazy how little time Whirlwind. it felt like yeah. to. And then like I had work and that's the, the unfortunate nature of my job is logistics. It's 24 seven. It never mm-hmm. stops. Yep. And um, some of the role I do is really to support other departments and people. And there's just some things that yet, especially on the new software that nobody else knows how to do. And it was like. It's, it's not going to be terrible if I don't do it for a few days, but I don't think I can just let it sit there for a few days. So I had to work a little bit here and there, which was annoying. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that policy thing. I still <laughs> like, and I, I, I don't want to do that on the air, but you know, all in all, it was, it was good. Not a lot of, you know, didn't, didn't really game at all. You know, I, mm. I finished, uh, I finished a book that I had been reading. Um, I finished the walking dead. I got into that finally. And I watched a lot like my wife and I watched a lot of stuff and, you know, got through all of our Christmas homework mm-hmm. and um, just unfortunate. We had so much, you know, in the ramp up to the holidays, we couldn't connect and, and record, yeah. you know, prior, prior to that. But all in all, you know, it was, it's always good to have time off. And, um, you know, luckily, you know, I picked, I didn't have to go into the office one day and I forgot about that until I showed up on Monday <laughs> when hardly anybody was there. And I was like, well, this is good because it was just like, get the email catch cleared up. out. Yeah, sure. You do all the catch up stuff. Nobody coming in to bother me with stuff breaking. So, you know, it, it all just worked. 
That's good. That's good. I didn't, I didn't have the same uh, experience. Obviously, cause I didn't really have the time off. Um, obviously I had the day after Christmas off and then New Year's this past Monday off as well. Um, but a lot of my company takes those weeks off around the, the end of the year, beginning mm-hmm. of the year thing. So today was the first day that a lot of other people were back at work. So, um, it seemed like today everyone forgot how to do their job completely uh, when they came back. So I had so many questions and stuff come to me today. It was just hilarious because all I did today was tell other people what they're supposed to be doing versus me actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, So yeah, that was a weird, you know, year end stuff, but luckily it wasn't last week was very quiet. So even though I had to work, it was very quiet. So I did a lot of slacking off and uh, even watched one of the things we're going to talk about later. Um, while I was working. So it worked out. It worked out pretty good. Uh, Christmas for us was we didn't really rush around that much either. We did uh, Christmas Eve because of everything that happened. We kind of scaled it back and just went to my sister-in-law's uh, with her kids and, and my in-laws. And sure. we had like a we did an appetizer uh, evening and just kind of hung out as a family kind of deal, played some games with the kids and let them have a good time. Uh, and then Christmas Day, obviously, we did the thing here, which takes forever. And then uh, off to my parents to see that side of the family. And this was like the first time in years that everyone went to my mom's house. So I uh, saw a lot of the family then and then went back to my in-laws um, at night to do Christmas with them officially. So it was, you know, a little bit running around, but it was all within the same like two towns. So for me, like my commute to go see somebody was 10 minutes, not like you had to do a drive, you know, and spend overnight, stuff like that. Mine was just you drive yeah. the next town over and you're good to go. So, yeah, we're looking at it's, it's not too bad. It's like an, it's only like an hour, but like yeah. the there were still some uh, some slick spots on the old roads that, right. that next day. So travel was a little precarious. So to sure. Speak, but yeah, um, we, we had for- massive rain. Like when you guys were getting the snow, we just had torrential downpour. So there was a lot of rain from like that Friday. And I think it ended Saturday night before Christmas on Christmas Eve. Well, um, that's the crazy thing. You know, yeah. we're talking about we talked about blizzard last week. Yeah. We're, we're a week later. It's all gone. Yeah. And we had we had like 50 degree weather. I all did. the snow melted yep. in like two days. Yeah, it's insane. It was insane. I've never seen water like leaking <laughs> out of my downspouts in the way it was yeah. because there was just so much ice still and the way that things were melting it was insane. Crazy. Um, I also, you know, this was like the first year, you know, more so this year, you know, and the sun being more excited about it. But holy shit, it was like, I was like, do we need to give this kid, like, uh, some sort of uh, downer? Because, like, holy cow, like, I never heard my name. Dad, like, dad, dad, dad. Oh, my God. Like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day afternoon, I was like, I need, like, I need, I need something. You need some rum chata. Because <laughs> he was just like, yeah, he was just like, dada, 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 look, dada, 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 and I'm just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like it was, it was like overload. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, must've been, must've been right. So, I mean, enjoy it while it lasts. Cause that, that yeah, phase does right. wear off and then you get to, you know, my oldest was, is 19. So, and she got some pretty awesome things. Like, you know, she, she's the one who wants to be a, a tattoo artist. And we had, uh, wasn't a plane ticket to Arizona, Dad. No, but the boyfriend was living with us for two weeks. He was here, uh, so she couldn't complain about that. Um, but we actually we got her a tattoo gun, so she has her equipment now. So we bought the tattoo gun. Uh, she's nice. got the the printer that you need to transfer like your sketches into that that mm. paper they put over the tops, and then you know do the tattoo on. Um, and some practice skin, which is really weird. But that's what you do. Um, 
and like all the inks and stuff like that. So I mean, she's she's up and running now. She's done a few. Um, she did one on my wife. She did one on on her brother. <laughs> so yeah, she's when's, the, when's yours? Uh, she will do another one for me. I just don't know what I want. Um, okay. but I, I'll totally let her do it. I told her eventually. I, I wanted to get. Not that she's bad, but I wanted her to feel more confident. Eventually, what I'd like to get my other arm is uh, the Dark Mark from the Harry Potter series. Like that skull with the snake and everything. The blade comes oh, out. Oh, okay. Have. Like, thank I you, thank you for explaining, because otherwise I'd have been like, I have no idea what you're talking gotcha. about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that'll that be like the most detailed thing she's done. So I'm thinking like maybe a Triforce symbol or something like that uh, on the arm that has the arrows. So we'll see. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So go. I want to do something like that. But anyway, so she's got all that stuff. But it's kind of like. I think you should get Chibi Robo. I could, I could totally do that, too. Um, on my ass. Uh, I was just, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my, my ass. ass. Buzz. Um, the, her reaction though, I was honestly, as a parent, I was a little disappointed. I was expecting her to be like super excited. I think she was, but she's just past the point of showing it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, man, Play that was cool. really don't cool. Let, don't let the old man know. Play yeah. Yeah. Cool. My my son got the the Xbox and he was pumped and like he, he showed that the excitement for it. And the youngest got like some uh um not playground equipment but like a, a um a big swing that is not like a tire swing but it's like a a disc but it has fabric and like springs on it so it's not like, kind of like a trampoline but not you don't jump on it it's, it's like a yeah. cushion a big freestanding swing like that so it has like the whole thing like a swing set does at the park and okay. it has that on it so she got that as her big gift so she was pumped so. I, it, it was good. Um, the, my wife's hot tub thing was a huge surprise and she was like semi pissed that I went that overboard, but <laughs> pissed, but not pissed. You know, she's got like, we can't do it. You can't be buying stuff like that without like, we know. And then, she, and then she used it and then she, want, opinion she, changed. she, she wants to, but I don't want to set it up yet. I'm like, you gotta wait oh. for the spring cause it takes forever to heat up and stuff. But, um, we're going to see pictures like Donnie used to post all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to do some work in the yard before I set it up though, but we did that and like, she got, a. I got her a, a soda stream. We'd got one of those mm. like when they first came out years and years ago. We, we used it for a little bit and then we kind of just stopped. And the new ones are much, much better. Um, you know, they kind of perfected that in the last you know decade or more than that. Those things have been around for yeah. a while. But, you know, we've been experimenting with that because we're like, oh, you can use all the different soda things. And, you know, there's there's options, but not a ton of options for flavors. Right. It's like your basic soda stuff. Your your knockoff Dr. Pepper, your Sprite, your Coke, root beer. Yeah. Ginger ale. Um, they have like the bubbly stuff you can do, which I'm bubbly is fine, but I'm not a huge fan. It doesn't have enough flavor for me. So I was like looking online and like, you know, those, uh, those liquid drops you can put in water to flavor it, like the mm-hmm. Mio and like stuff the like Mio that. And stuff yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. You can use those and just carbonate. Like you can just carb carbonate anything through the soda stream. So what did I do today, Jason? To carbonate some G fuel. I did. <laughs> you knew it. Knew uh, it. Um, and it came out pretty good. It's like it's like it is in the cans. Cause like when you get the cans like the gas station, that's carbonated. So and that's the only way you can get carbonated G fuel. And then I was like, well, what's stopping me from using the G fuel I have and just carbonating it? So I tried it today. Works pretty good. So um yeah, we're having fun with it. Um yeah, overall it was a good Christmas. It was it was fun, semi relaxing, wasn't as stressful as it had been in years, and then it was just kind of like once we were done with it, both my wife and I kind of like shut down <laughs> like yeah all the stress from the season was over like we just didn't want to do anything so new year's weekend was glorious my wife didn't have anybody to babysit on monday so it was like we had that saturday sunday monday and dude we just did nothing <laughs> like that was, was like great. us on that wednesday when we got back from the trip we were, yeah like the travel was like nothing and then my wife was gone like on thursday she went out with was gone with her mom shopping and stuff and then 
that Friday. What happened that Friday? I think my wife worked that evening, but like we didn't do, you know, yeah. in the morning, but um, just like I, I have to mention, like two things quickly. Um, you know, probably the coolest thing my son has, like he, he uses it mostly. My, my, my mom got him the rainbow road, hot wheels yeah, yeah. thing, which is just, awesome <laughs> ridiculous to like the fact that they captured all the sound effects and everything that he really likes but what he was really pumped about at first um and was playing with a lot because we saw it on one of the youtube channels he watches it's like this treasure it's treasure x is the that's their that's the line and it's like this treasure robot thing so it's like this robot right but it comes in this comes in the box and then he's got like this chest plate and you got to like break off the chest plate with this tool and the chest plate crumbles and then um, you open up. Then you, how do we get that tool? I think there was a tool we needed behind the chest plate, so we got the tool. Then you take that tool from the chest plate, and then you use that to unlock the, his head. Then you can open up his head, and inside his head, there's this crate. And then you can use the crate. You use his. He's got this claw grip that smashes open the crate, and there's like some fake sand and dirt in there. Yeah. And then his power core. You drop that in water and it gets all the rust and off and it's all gold and shiny. <laughs> and then you can like stick the, it's crazy. Like once you get the batteries in the thing, because yeah. it, it makes different sounds when you put the power core in, then it like powers up and like acts like it's a it, like it's supposed to work, but it won't quite start working yet because then it has like an oil has like this oil tray that had like <laughs> some, like it's kind of like slime, but sure. it was like fake oil that you put inside the oil tray. And so when that's inserted in as well, then he like fully works. And then there's like this other little robot that goes inside it. So it was just like cool. Like you had all these steps, all these things you had to do. And then just like the fact that it's very well made. I think it's like Moose Toys is yep, the company Moose that Toys. makes those. I was looking at it. But up. then just like all the like the fact that it reacts and responds differently based on which things are inserted into it to make the proper connections. Just very, uh, pretty cool. And then like his biggest thing, I think he was most excited for the while he got, there's like the Gujitsu. Yep. Yep. They're kind of like Stretch Armstrongs. Yep. Yep. They have like the Marvel line of those. He had to some of the miniature ones. My father-in-law just bought them for, for kicks the one day, and then their dog ate them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> But he got um, a couple packs. So he's got Thanos, Hulk, Spider-Man, Doc Ock, uh, Spider-Man in the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Symbiote. <laughs> and then um, it's Miles, but it's like cloaked. Yeah. It's like cloaked miles so he's like invisible miles oh okay which is kind of weird and he glows in the that's dark weird. that's weird but okay those are like it, and he's had like those those bend and flex yeah like action figures before too but these are apparently the gujitsu that's, that's Gujitsu. they're that, fun the big ones are fun the little ones i don't like either my daughter had a couple of those but we've got a couple of the big ones and they're they're fun they do like a lot of different kinds too like some are Super stretchy, like stretch Armstrong, and some have like yeah. slime in the inside. Yeah, slime or some like like more like corn starchy, where yeah, it's yeah. Like really hard. Yes, yes. Yeah. we have one of those, or like the orbies are inside, like those water beads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, apparently these new ones now they're like uh, have something in them, and when you squeeze them, it bursts, and then the color yes. changes. Like there's those, yep. like, it's crazy. But yeah, those My are has those one are of the, cool. has one of those, and it, yeah, yeah, the, you crack the inside, and then it bursts, and then yeah, it's almost like a smoky swirl. Yeah, that's yeah, in yeah. there too. Yeah, we just get stretch Armstrong. <laughs> so it's like you know those little things that make it fun and then uh you know my, my dad got me an eShop card so i was like okay spend some money on myself so not wrong with that you know those are all the things 
I feel like we got so much more to talk on. So we, yeah. we we're still we're still in Christmas. I, I don't know how you want to do this. So originally, you know, we talked about doing the Christmas special, guys. And uh, speaking of Christmas, I hope everyone enjoyed the holiday mixtape again mm-hmm. as tradition. There it is. Listen to it if you haven't. Um, Kevin and I had rattled off a, a, a variety of holiday shows, movies that we wanted to watch and talk about here. And then unfortunately couldn't connect before <laughs> before the holiday to actually you talk know, about all them. the death and stuff. And I, I will say that the biggest takeaway for me from all this, Kevin, was um, I finally had to watch Christmas Story. Uh, all this time, I've never seen a Christmas Story from start to finish. Dude, that's crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, well, let, let's, you know, did you watch all the stuff first, I would say? Yes, I watched. Right. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to. I've seen Christmas Vacation a million times. Sure, we watch right, it like five right. times every year. So I didn't I didn't watch all that. The only thing I didn't get through, we watched like half of Muppet Christmas Carol and then we fell asleep. OK, in sure. Bed, and then I didn't get back to it. That's but, You know, I but I saw Jim Henson exhibit at the art museum this past week. Yes. So like it totally counts. That looked awesome. It totally I, counts. I mean, we don't need to talk about Muppet Christmas Carol and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like I said, we, we've seen those things a million times. Yeah. They're just it surprises me, though. Like I hadn't seen Muppet in a long time and it was it was very interesting to go, to go back to that and rick like what actors you know now as an yes. adult that you didn't know as a kid as he was actually oh, in there yeah. and, and plus there's just like so many memes like about all of a sudden about that <laughs> yes. um this time of year and like and just commenting i like how it's the movie with muppets and then like uh, michael kane's like i'm gonna play this movie as straight as fucking possible oh, it's great. You know? and, or like my, my me, hold on i i gotta read them to you because my wife's sent me this one exactly i'm cocaine I'm, I'm Mike okay. Um, She sent me this on Instagram. And let me see. Messages. Uh, where are we at? She gets Nintendo 64 kid. There's that. Lots of people have been asking, where is it? I don't see. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is from, I think these are a bunch of stories, but trust me, everyone, this is well worth it. Okay. Uh, I think this is, this is from the channel I'm 30 as AF. <laughs> uh, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Long reading what the fuck no muppets a muppets christmas carol fuckload of muppets no cheeses for us mises actually contains charles dickens twice the number of marley's for your buck sure rizzo yeah that's the, that's the only thing that, that, that disappointed about the muppets and obviously i don't you know the, the the loss of rizzo obviously we don't you know uh what what why can't i remember the who's the puppeteer that plays them it's steve isn't oh. it steve starts with, his last name starts with an m yeah because he, this was like, this was like the first movie. This was the first film they made without Jim. Yeah. And this was like his first role taking over as Kermit. And that's the one thing I miss about like the newer stuff is they got rid of, you know, Rizzo's no longer there. Nobody else has voiced that character beyond him. And then like, I don't like, I don't like, what's, what's the King Prawn's name? Pepe. Pepe. I'm not a huge, Pepe. he's Steve, been better. Steve Whitmire. Whitmire. Was, okay. I was way off. It wasn't. It was an upside up on them. It's okay. He Pepe is just uh, I don't like the Pepe Gonzo as much as, you know, Rizzo Gonzo. Yes, I agree. Pepe is okay, but yeah, it's not it's not quite the same. Did you did you watch the Muppets Haunted Mansion back? Yes. Okay, that was better. I came Pepe was better in that one. Right. I just want to say like Disney, I feel like is totally mishandling the Muppets because I feel if they just do more movie covers with Muppets. It would be fantastic. You look at Muppet Treasure Island. Awesome. Yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol. Awesome. Muppets Haunted Mansion. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Why they need to do more of those instead of like trying to make uh, what was that show? It was, uh, I think it was just called Muppets, where it was like The, the Office, Muppets. but it yeah. was it was it was Muppets like that was a bomb. Then they did yeah. another one like Muppets After Dark or something like that it was a talk show like that wasn't good either. Like yep. man, they just need to 
let Muppets be Muppets, man. Like it's very simple. Was, concept. Uh, I don't know if this is a big thing on, on, on Twitter. Cause it was not as active there, but on, on the Fediverse, they were, there was the thread that got pretty, people were having a lot of fun with as like pitch a, mu- a Muppet movie where a classic literary story where yeah. one character is human and the rest of the cast is Muppets. And then what would you, what'd you pick? But, um, okay. So it's a Christmas Carol, but with Muppets. So, you know, feel free to have fun with it. Be a little silly. Michael Caine. I'm going to play this entire thing as serious as a car accident. Uh, Michael Caine deserved an Oscar for the Muppet Christmas Carol <coughs> purely for his delivery of the line. This is old, Fiz- old Fozzie rubber chicken emporium. Like it was a line straight from Dickens. Uh, Sir Michael Caine with Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy on the set of the Muppet Christmas Carol. This is a smile of pure joy. I think it's high time that those of us in the movement work start using the Muppet Christmas Carol method of shaming public figures. Every time a bad person leaves a building, a hundred people should jump out and start singing a song about how bad they are. Yeah. Puppets optional. And the, the tone of Gonzo's voice when he goes nice after (laughs) Miss Piggy says the Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat is one of my favorite things in the world. You simply cannot beat the Muppet lore of Gonzo dating birds and liking them big. It's true. (laughs) And this is the bad. My wife didn't catch this one. And I was like, Oh, did she see this one too? Reverse cowgirl, so we can both watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that why you fell so, asleep halfway through? Yeah, yeah, and just wore wore right out. So, um, very interesting to go back to that. But yes, all right. And then we also during the holiday season we watched something else. I don't think we'd ever watched together was Scrooged. Oh, went and yeah, because we just like oh let's find some. We watched uh, things that we didn't talk about. I'm not going to talk about it on the show. We watched Scrooged. And uh, Krampus, the one okay. from like, was that 2015? Yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah, it was, it was okay. okay. It was something different. Yeah. It's like it, it didn't have, it, it was a little lost in the identity. It was like, it's like, we're a, com- it's a comedy, but we're going to try to be horror, but we're not really a horror. It's kind of more like in the vein of Gremlins, I'd say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, it's probably what Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is going to be like. And oh, was, they did the Grinch one that came out this year, the mean one. That's right. Like, that was apparently the same thing. It was like it came off as more comical than it was horror. So I think we need to do a watch along of Jack Frost. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, I'd be down for that. Sure. <laughs> OK, back, um, on, back on the track here. All right. So let's talk about the new stuff that we watched this year. Um, well, you know, we don't need to go super in depth like we were what we were going to. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about it. So the Santa Clauses, that's the Tim Allen uh, return Very to surprised Santa Claus and Disney Plus. I, me too. I uh, just expected like, the, you know, A, I don't think I can go back and watch Santa Claus because Charlie's just so whiny. Yes. And just so annoying in that. But like to go, I like I did not expect to like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be just like a cash in on the ho- property and the holiday, but it was actually okay yeah me too i was i was very thought it was just gonna be like not really they didn't care about it as much i was expecting it to be as long as it was because you know they basically they invested as much time in this as they had like the marvel series mm-hmm. like all the marvel tv shows so like there were special effects that were good um yeah. everyone still don't understand the intro the intro is still so freaking bizarre to the me. intro was horrifying with tim allen eating that marshmallow at the end like yeah it's crazy um so nightmare fuel for anybody that wants to do it. Just just boot up just the intro of this and you, you, you'll get what we're talking about. But like everybody came back. There's cameos by like yeah. everybody, which was amazing Um, to see Bernard come back. The, the, they brought back Bernard. Up. I was like, oh, damn. And Bernard and then played they, a big role. And then, and then explain and they had like they retconned it in. Like yes. they made it how why he aged. Yeah. Like they told why he doesn't me, look like he's 12 still. It made perfect sense, which is the weirdest yeah. thing to say. Like they they the story they did perfected what it was and the best part was is it was totally you know tim allen right now for some people is is a 
problematic person, right? Like mm-hmm. we always hear about sure. how he's kind of an asshole, um, you know, right winger to the extreme in some cases and that, but he actually made fun of that too at the same time, which I thought was funny. So like the line of like, well, you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. Like, and uh, there was another line in there too. Oh, the Satan thing. Um, which yes. is a funny thing. Yeah. That threw, yeah. That threw me off guard. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught it because it was kind of really quick, but you know, like Tim Allen had his hands, like he was, I think he was an executive producer on this too. Like he had a major part in this, right? There was at the end, as all the elves were celebrating at the resolution of the whole thing, there were two lesbian elves. I don't know if you caught that. I don't think so. Yeah. There were two elves that embraced each other and got like really close. Like you don't see the elves kiss each other, but like in this lore, there's married elves. It's part of the story. But there were two that embraced each other and like were really like nose to nose. And I was like, oh, damn, like Tim Allen's getting a little progressive here, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was well done. It was a good story. It was it was a modernization of it. So you had like a was a Cal Pet. Isn't it Cal Pen? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, from, uh, uh you know, uh, Cal, was it Cal and Fubar? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Fubar. Harold, Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. There you go. Uh, White Castle guy. Uh, it was basically trying to have, he's running like an Amazon type company and he wants to utilize uh, Santa's, you know, ability to travel the world and via portals with his drones to deliver stuff and make Christmas every day. So it's very like tongue in cheek and almost relatable to uh, today's society. But ultimately, I thought it was a really funny and genuine story that I was surprised, like how deep it got. Um, for what I wasn't expecting much out of and fun fact, I don't, I don't know if you knew. So the girl who plays his daughter on there, boy, you can tell that's his real life daughter. Yeah. A real life daughter, which I thought was very, very familiar, uh, um, you know, uh, physical facial traits. Exactly. Wow. I was like, wow. Yep. That's his. Yep. That's her. (laughs) She she was pretty good for somebody who doesn't know. She was know experience there. She was good. And and there was a story that came out of this show as well, too, that uh, his kids, so not just his daughter, but his other kids that were there, you know, present when he was doing this, none of them realized how big of a deal and in quotes it was that he was Santa Claus, like in the other movies, like how big of a deal it was. Like when the crew applauded the first time they saw him again in the full Santa get up. Oh, wow. And they were like, wait, dad is a big deal for this. Like, and they, he's, so he said that made him feel kind of good. I saw some behind the scenes stuff there where, where they talked about that. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, overall, I thought it was great. Like I, it started off a little slow for me. So I was like, I don't know if this is going where I want it to go, but by like episode two or three, I'm yeah. like, this is good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm no, I, I would feel, I would, I would really echo that. Yeah. Can I kind of start slow? And then there's only six episodes and I think, it, they've, I think what another seat, they're going to do another season. It was renewed for another season. So yeah. it, it had to do well enough. Like you look at that Disney had to look at the ratings and it was like, yeah, it was renewed quick. So it wasn't like they really sat on it. Like they've already said, like right after the last episode aired, they're like, it's renewed for another season. So it's like they wasted no time. So there had Wait, to be Disney, something Dis- Disney it. renew stuff and Netflix just cancel stuff. It's it's crazy. It's it, it is what it is, I guess. Um, What else we have? All right. So Christmas story. I want to hear about this. So obviously we watched a Christmas story Christmas, which is the new one, but you yeah. hadn't seen the original. So you want to sit down and, yeah. and, and see that this is one of my favorites. I am the kind of guy who will leave that TBS on and watch it over and over again oh, on Christmas. God. It's just for me. It's just that comfort movie i guess so i want to hear your thoughts on it watching it for the first time i mean it's weird because yeah i mean i 
I don't know. It it was it was an experience mm-hmm. for me. I think it's probably for everyone. It's probably uh, nostalgia, and the, it captures those feelings that are, are are around the holidays, much like other movies for other people. Sure. Um. So, like, would it be something I want to watch again? Probably not. Honestly, it just wasn't. Um. I can see why why it's so popular, and there's a lot of what I knew from the movie. Right. I knew just right. not from ever, you sure. know, watching it, but yeah. like, you know, now it's like, Oh, you know, like I didn't, you know, never understand everyone's love for the, you know, didn't know the, the whole mystique of the, the lamp leg and what made the <laughs> lamp leg, you know, such a prestigious now, now, now I get it, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I, I do like the, you know, I think the thought that, you know, the, like, I think one of the images that still sticks with me is like, you know, that, that on Chris, was it on Christmas night? You know, his his parents sitting there in, in the chair looking out the window as the, the snow falls and like there's some some real some real cool things in there. And um, there's just some weird stuff in there, too. But sure. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do like, you know, I felt like I, I needed to understand where we've I had to understand where we've been. I think so. where we've gone. And I was I'll, I'll be honest, I thought going into this, I thought like the sequel was going to be just some kind of again something that wasn't getting some kind of a cheap attention grabbing. Well, it's the holidays. Let's put this out there much like, you know, Santa Claus is, or like, mm-hmm. unfortunately this franchise, can I say franchise has, has experienced in the past yep. where he had that weird, you get that weird sequel with Daniel Stern where yeah. Ralphie was like a teenager, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's been other attempts to, to put other movies in this, in, in this, this realm. And I was really, again, really surprised <laughs> with, the sequel and what in it, the fact that they, again, you had some returning, you had returning, uh, cast members and cameos and did not expect that. And, um, just to, to, to see, you know, Ralphie as, as an adult and everything here. I mean, I, I, and you know, the, you know, the timeline continuation, cause we went from what the originals is set in, what is that? The, is that the fifties? It's gotta be the forties or fifties. Yeah. And this one takes place in the seventies in the seventies. Yeah. So, you know, just that, um, and, and, you know, let's, if HBO max puts anything on their platform and keeps it there, I mean, that, that's, that's something to celebrate in and of itself. So, yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. It was, it was a good story again. Um, the returning cast, like you said, it was all the kids were back, uh, from the original, uh, anybody that played a child actor was back again. Yeah. The I mean, mother obviously is different, but I thought she did a right. really good job did, of yeah. capturing that mom again. Like it to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. if I wasn't told, I wouldn't think it was a different person. I don't think, but I knew yeah. going in that it was, Um, but they kept the tone of the movie exactly the same, which I thought was great yeah. that they did that. Like I love how the, the mall Santa is yes. like exactly this, this, the department store Santa experience is like exactly the same. Yep. And like, there's the weird kid in line that keeps trying to get him to lick his the lollipop, <laughs> lollipop or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then last chance we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and like just Ralphie's like daydreamings, those segments too, where he, comes yeah, like, like the family guy esque, yeah. you know, they do yeah. stuff like that. They kept those there. They kept, you know, the a large majority of the movie is done with the, with the, um, the narration part that Ralphie actually did this time himself. Um, it was just like, it felt good and it was a good story. Um, 
which I thought was fun. Like it was just, it kept the same tone, which I think is ideal. Like if you're a fan of the movie, the original, like that's what you'd want in the sequel to be like, well, you didn't try and jump the shark in it. You didn't try and overdo it. You didn't try and Mm -hmm. change what it was. You kept it the same way. So yeah, if you didn't like the original or like if you actually hated the original, you would get nothing out of this new one. But if you at least were like, okay, I get it. I thought it was a great nod to it and it was a lot of fun. So I, I watched this one actually after Christmas, um, uh, new year's, it was in between Christmas and New Year's. I watched it, so like I need to watch it sooner, otherwise I'll forget. And I wanted to see it. I just kept delaying it because I like I was afraid it was going to be bad. Um, but I was I was happy to say like I thought it was good. And, and I mean, gosh, Ralphie's eyes, the blue <laughs> in that man's eyes is insane. Uh, what's his name? Peter Billingsley. Yes, I believe his blue eyes are absolutely mesmerizing. Like that, even that, like watching, like even at his age now, I'm like. God damn. That's like, like I could ex- drink a full cup of those eyes. Yes. That's some gay, but you know, geez. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Did not, uh, yeah. Didn't expect to, didn't expect to go to those, to, to those places with, with either of those. So no. very mild, very, very, uh, happy surprises. Um, let's go to guardians next, Kevin. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot about guardians. God, I was, um, I was look, thinking about going right to spirited. Okay. Yep. Guardians. Let's walk into this. I'm just going to say I left that experience at the end. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it was I was just like, but when it finished, I was like, well, that was something. Yeah. Very weird. Very different. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one still. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like I, I feel like I need to go back and watch the second movie again because there's just so much. I don't. There's so much I forgot. Like. I just don't remember about Mantis already sure. and, and, and when she joins, uh, you know, the, the crew and everything. But because like so much of the movie is just uh, are just those two. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And, it, and the it, and Kevin Bacon. And and Kevin Bacon. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I, I feel the same way you do where I'm like, OK, it was definitely worth watching. It was a fun romp. Like, I totally get that. But yeah, it was like. Well, you know, the whole premise is basically like, hey, we want to do something nice for Peter because he can't celebrate Christmas. And they thought yonder ruined Christmas for them. So they wanted to get something Peter wanted and enjoyed a lot. So they decided those to animation, go to Earth. Those little animated segments. Oh, too. Great. <laughs> they decided to go to earth and kidnap Kevin Bacon and bring him to, to star Lord. So it, it was just the, the kind of romp of Mantis and, and uh, Drax, Dave Batista uh, going through earth and basically kidnapping Kevin Bacon, which was fun. And mm-hmm. um, I mean the, the music, the song and, and the thing was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it, it was kind of weird but yeah it was the funny thing i thought too was it gave you a twist which i mean isn't a huge twist but it was something that like was never discussed in any of the movies in, including you know avengers endgame and infinity war which they were part of that too and you know, they were in Thor love and thunder and that wasn't mentioned there either. It's kind of like, Hey, by the way, and spoilers for anybody, but I don't think you really care that much is, you know, Mantis is actually Peter's sister because they have the same dad basically. So that's the big twist that ego is the father of Mantis as well, which was never discussed in any of the movies prior. So that was kind of the big twist and why she wanted to make Christmas special for her brother. And then it was the whole, Oh, well finding out that you're my sister is all I ever needed. And you know, warm, <laughs> warm and fuzzies and, Kevin Bacon sings a song and then it's all done. You know, it was a quick 45 minute romp and I yeah. thought it was fun and funny, but yeah, it was, was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. It's good to see like, you know, I've loved the, the, the you know, we, we've only seen adult Groot 
in the <laughs> yes. very first movie, you know, so I've loved this evolution throughout the Marvel films as he's continued to grow in age and go through those different stages before he, he's just the baby group. And then he's like the, you know, the Teenage annoyed group. adolescent. Yep. And now, now know. he's like college boy Groot. I like to say, he's yeah, like, you know, young twenties frat boy Groot, I guess. Um, but again, it was just interesting to see like that world. I, I like like the set, you know, that like hmm. I've seen those, those, those pictures, I think too, of like, I think it was James Gunn and his, his wife. I think that it ended just like cool what they did with like the lights. And yeah. it's just weird to see space, ho- space Christmas. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but let's put it this way. Is it better than the star Wars Christmas special? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Then, then I it's mean, a win, right? <laughs> you yeah. You gotta take it as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best non Disney Christmas movie that Disney's done. Even, even better than the Lego ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's transition to Spirited because I'm interested to see what you think about this one. So I signed up for Apple Plus just to watch this one. Now I got three months for free, so I didn't really have to do anything. But... Oh, we 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 specifically <laughs> made another account just so I could get a, a free seven day trial. <laughs> there you go, just just to watch it. Yeah, just my my it. TV randomly came up because I have an LG Smart TV in the basement. It was like, hey, for all LG TV users, you get three months of Apple Plus for free, and I'm like, Apple TV Plus for free. Like, okay, let's go. There you yeah. go. Um, I will I will say out of all these, um. You know, Christmas Vacation is probably the, the holiday movie we watch the most, um, you know, simply for the line of Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, kiss your ass, kiss, kiss his ass, ass, kiss go, your ass, go happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I forgot. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yep. Love, love it. But um, I, you know, musicals to me are usually hit and miss. And I, I so I knew this was a musical going into it. And I was like, oh, we'll see how it goes. And did not, you know, who knows what you're going to get with Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Who knows? Yep. And. I'm still surprised, and I think this is a, the the biggest um, win for this movie is how much my wife talked about it, of enjoying it after the fact. Like, of she was just like, "That was really good." Did not expect to like it that much. She's like, "I really like that," and um, I I really liked what they did with it. I I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Interesting. <laughs> I'm guessing by your body language and reaction here, you were very much the opposite of myself. So I'm, I'm eager to see what Josh says because on board with video games, the last episode, this was Josh's recommendation for a well-rounded life was to watch spirited because he loved it. And I said, so I, I messaged him. I said, well, Jason, and I haven't talked yet, so I can't put it in a public forum. I was like, but what are your thoughts? He's like, Oh, I loved it. Blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. And I, I didn't say anything else about this. All <laughs> no. right. So let, let's go back. <clears throat> Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, as you said. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. That was the high point of the movie for me, but we'll get to that. Mm. Um, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. Love Ryan Reynolds, so I didn't have any fear about this. Musical, I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. Will Ferrell is a is a unique case for me. It depends on the movie whether or not I like Will Ferrell, right? Like, sometimes he could just be too over the top and too ridiculous sure. that I don't sure. find him funny when he gets like that. This movie was the good Will Ferrell in my mind where it was he was anchored. He wasn't over the top. Mm-hmm. He was he was funny. I liked it. I would like to know what executive thought that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds could sing because they cannot. <laughs> they they can't. Let's let's be honest here. When when you watch things like Hamilton or um, shoot, what was the other one I was thinking of? Into the Woods. <laughs> no, it was. God damn it. It was right on the tip of my tongue and now I completely forgot it. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. But when you see more and more musical nowadays, 
you expect a certain caliber of something. So I get that this is a comic, so it doesn't need to be as perfect. But when you see like these high caliber musical stuff coming out that you expect to have a certain expectation. And I mean, like this didn't even meet the expectations of like a Disney animated film as far as like wow. the quality of singing. Yeah. I, I, OK, I could see that. So but but I, listen, it's a comedy, so it doesn't need to be perfect. So I I, sure. I forgave that the good afternoon, I thought, was the highlight of the entire movie for me. Um, I thought that was the funniest song out of everything there. My biggest problem with it being a musical was being a musical didn't contribute anything to the movie itself in my mind. So this is just me. I'm not I'm not saying this is a matter of fact or only that and you can feel free to disagree with me or anybody else can. That's fine. In my mind, it did nothing to drive the narrative. In fact, it actually took away from it for me because every five to ten minutes, there was a song again and sometimes for yeah. absolutely no reason whatsoever. I think I can only remember. Yeah, I would say good afternoon. It's probably the, the one the number that I remember the most. Sure. And there's the other one like that, that the view from here or whatever, which yeah. I, I, that one I just I didn't. I think that one sticks out to me because I didn't like the way that that the lyrics and some of that those yeah. lines flowed on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the, I, for me, I don't think I don't know if I, if for a musical and the musical numbers themselves ever drive the the narrative for me in a in a in a piece of film. So, um, but I mean, in a musical for, for, for me, it's point. like I got it. Like, well, let me in this part. I was like, well, let me get through this next song. So I get to another funny part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, know, that's what and, I mean. When, when you I see just, a musical, like something like Hamilton or something like that, it's like the music is what drives the narrative. You, sure, you, sure. The narrative is told through the songs. And this one, it wasn't. You had the narrative piece and there was a song as a distraction before you got to the next narrative piece or the next story beat. Like there was nothing. There was no story beats told through the music in my mind. And that's kind of what the detractor was. And just because there are so many songs, it made the movie also a hell of a lot longer than it needed to be. Like you could have cut out a good 30% of that movie and not lost a darn thing as far as the story. And it would have been just shorter. So at certain, certain points, it's kind of like roll my eyes. I'm like, again, like I wonder if somebody though, too, are they trying? Is it trying? I don't think it's trying to be a full on parody, but I wonder if it's trying to. That could be. You know, and that would be some of that with especially with the holiday film and trying yeah. to be almost like a parody of a holiday musical. And um, I don't know the, the I I meant the complete opposite because the parts that like irritated of you though, like I still enjoyed. Um, and like the narrative was like, I wasn't expecting what they did. And it was, I, I like the whole, like, you know, the, the, the fourth wall breaking, um, where this, where this, uh, organization in the background that, yeah. you know, that's running in, in, you know, uh, in just the reveal of who Will Ferrell's character was, yeah. which you have kind of some inclinations like, Oh, oh yeah, I, I knew like, like, the battle. Like, oh, wow. Like, oh, yeah. Like, okay, that's where this is going, but it was just, uh, and come on, Tracy Morgan is as the ghost of Christmas future. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that just was felt, so, it felt so weird to the fact that, you know, you know, like his just, you know, his voice is all put in their posts. You know, yeah. and it felt very much that way. But just, I love the fact that because especially after watching this and then going back to Muppet Christmas Carol, where again, yeah, all he does, I just, oh, I just point. I look at this, look at this motherfucking point. I want to, I want to do more, but all I do is just point. Well, you're really yeah. good at pointing. I don't think you should do anything. You shouldn't deviate from that. What you're great at. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately for me, it was the biggest disappointment out of the holiday lineup we watched. And mm. my wife actually agreed. She's like 30, 40 minutes into it. She's like, this is boring. And I'm like, 
I kind of agree with you. There's just nothing there that Dang. I really, I really enjoyed. So for me, it was a huge swing and a miss, which is a major disappointment because I really wanted something with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds to be really good for me. And just for me, this movie was, was not it. It didn't, for me, it didn't have the heart I was expecting or in a music musical, I at least expect the music to be good. And for me, it wasn't good. Um, just things like that. It just kind of took away from me a little bit. And I was a little, I was a little disappointed there. It was a little sad, but well, that's a bummer. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it lots of people love it. It did well. Yeah. I think critically it was, it was well received, but for me, I was just a little let down, but I think in your lens of like, well, maybe it should be taken more as a parody of a musical. I feel like I would be way more forgiving if I thought that going in, but yeah. I was taking it as like, no, it's going to be a musical. So I was holding it up to these other things. And I was like, well, I expect this caliber of, of, you know, to come out of it. And for me, just wait till the, the Joker sequel. I don't even know what to think of that one, but yeah, we'll get to that someday. I'm sure. And now I feel like, why do I feel like what we could potentially see, especially with Hugh Jackman, we're going to have Deadpool, the musical. Oh dude, I, that will be awesome. And, and <laughs> the, the, the Joker musical, I'm like, in theory, I'm like, this is a terrible idea, but Lady Gaga obviously can sing. There's no if ands, or buts about that. Right. And then Hakeem Phoenix, I loved his performance oh. and walk the line. So I'm like, shoot, yeah. he can sing too. I'm like this. And then there was like, a, could be good. what was the, this whole, that whole stint when he did, uh, Oh God, what's the thing where he, when he remember when he was, uh, it, everyone thought it was real, but it turns out he was for something he was making when they thought oh, he was quit yeah, acting yeah. and he was going to be like, uh, was it, was it a, was it a hip hop artist? Is that what he's going to do? Or I can't remember what, remember where he looked like he was Amish at the time though. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember what that, I can't remember what the, the details, the, the specifics behind it. Try to find anything. Uh, all it comes up is walk the line. Hmm. 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 I don't know, but yes, where everyone thought he was going crazy. Yeah. And he, he actually, yeah. Well, he, he might still be crazy, but it was for yeah. for a role. Yeah. But yeah. Nah. So that, that's our okay. holiday movie stuff. So o- not... overall, I think what we watched was good. I liked it. Yeah. No, it was, really, it was fun to do. It was fun to do because yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have watched all that you know, stuff. All that stuff. <laughs> we would I... just watch Christmas Vacation and Home Alone for 300 times. In the I, I, I would have done the same. So I'm with you. I'm glad I'm glad we did it. Um. Yeah, let's let's hit up something from your list. I'm interested. The top thing on your list right now. I want to hear about this. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure how we started this. I think this we started watching this on Wednesday after we got back home. My my brother in law had uh, recommended it, and this is uh, it's on Throatstein, Paramount Plus, uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, which you'll probably see you know advertisements for. um, Oh yeah, all over when you're if you're on there, but. very, I, I, you know, very surprised. A, okay, get the quick, uh, quick premise. He is a, he's a, from the in the mafia made man that that went got put away, took took the fall, etc. Of twenty five years, loses his family, um, gets out of gets out of prison, and now you know the the family that he's a part of, they don't have anything for him, and he's got to start over in Tulsa start over and start making money for him out there and get his whole operation out running in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and first of all, just a, like very refreshing to see Sylvester Stallone in something far, far, far different than anything I've ever watched him in. You know, right. I think of Sylvester Stallone. What am I going to think of? Rocky, Rocky Rambo, <laughs> demolition man, Rambo, yeah. judge dread, you know, like very much action cliffhanger, you know, very, you know, Over he's very top. much been, you know, yeah, very much typecast yes. in, in his role. And it's been, it's, it's, 
you know, much like watching athletes, it's also very difficult to watch. Like they say, you know, never meet your heroes, but also like, it's weird to see, like for him, for me to see him, Arnie Van Dam, mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Ford age, you know, yes. and it's like, holy shit, these guys are all like super old now. And like, you know, what was that? I think, yeah, I think he's like 76. Yeah, they went, they, went, they went from the same age in our minds, like forever to all of a sudden being really old. There was no in between. Yes. For them. It was like they were this and now they're old. Like, yes. So and like in this movie, his character is like 76. So he's playing like his an age appropriate role. Age yeah. Hot damn. It also has me really worried for the de-aging of Harrison Ford in the new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> but, you know, it's Indiana Jones, so still sign me up. Anyway, um, just wow. Yeah, it's and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the who's uh, I think it's the producer is the freaking the same dude from freaking uh, Yellowstone like Taylor oh, really? Sheridan. Yeah, he's in, he's involved in this too. Like the guy, the, he's like he's like the white Tyler Perry. He's just like making, he's making all this. He's he's cross dressing and being an overweight white woman <laughs> instead of a black woman. Yes, um, just weird. Just it, and I I was just really surprised of how much I enjoyed it. And Martin Starr's in it. He and he looks like Gilfoyle from <laughs> from Silicon Valley, but he's very much not Gilfoyle. Sure, it's, it's crazy. He plays like a he, he owns a a pot shop out, out there in Tulsa. Um, so you know you're seeing is him as he like gets acquainted, uh, starts kind of starts up his operation out there. Um, gets into a, a rivalry and a little bit of a war with this uh, sadistic biker gang while he's out there. So we like, there, you know, this typical fare, like the 45 minute episode runs. And we yeah, yeah. I thought we watched the finale before we recorded tonight. No, we just got current. So we were oh, able to watch yeah. all the episodes in the past week. And the, the season finale is uh, this Sunday. Oh, not so, too bad. Yeah. So you don't have to um, wait that long for it. Yeah. And, it, but I just really like, you know, um, I like what he, he, you know, he plays the character really great. And this, you know, this Italian gangster, um, it's, it's, it's just been, I don't know. It's been, it's really entertaining. My wife really likes it too. And I feel like each episode I'm like, okay, I'm ready for another one. And it's just, um, is, is it riveting? No, but it, I, for me, I think it, it's like highly entertaining. I like hmm. what they've done with the story. I like this, this cool, you know, my wife has, you know, I don't know if I've, we're mentioned on the show or not, but my wife's family has there's bloodlines to Tulsa <laughs> to organized crime sure. based on and, and just through, you know, her um, there's Italian lineage on her on her on her father's side um, and like like her her my my wife's uh, grandmother's father was like mysteriously murdered in this at this party by a shotgun. Hey, um, happens. And let's face it. Anybody whose nickname is Buster. I mean, th- 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 you're either a boxer or you're a gangster. I mean, it's just, yeah. just, you know, or a bunny. You know? So there's always been like, there's the mystique of anything like that with, you know, Goodfellas, Godfather, mm-hmm. any, anything that, you know, goes like that nature. So it was, um, it, it, you know, checks, checks a lot of boxes for us. And it, it, I, for me, I think it was, it's a really, uh, an entertaining watch. So I think I would recommend it if you have Paramount, Paramount, especially like, you can say what you want about Stallone and, you know, I, I've always enjoyed like most of his films are very much a, a product of the, of the eras, you know, sure. right. Yeah, but yeah. I like it. 
let's who do you want to watch? Do you want to watch him and something? You want to watch Mel Gibson and something right now? I mean, come on. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no contest there. But I, yeah. I really liked it, and I, I like you know I think I think it's like it's the weird thing. Like man, it's like television. Like people always say, like we're in this golden age of television, and I think that's just look at comparing this or just looking at what Star Wars has done with everything. Uh-huh. Like you just have so much more room for in to run with that medium and tell yeah. stories and build characters and develop things. than what you do when you're stuck to, I guess there's something to be said about what you do in a 90 to you know, 120 minute uh-huh. uh, movie spectacle and create this short term world experience. But I feel like in terms of long-term narrative and, and, and plot, you know, arcing plots and a journey, you just have so much more that you can do with, with TV and, um, it's, it's was, you know, it's cool to see. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, we're rewatching all of criminal minds currently. So we're watching it through Paramount plus. So mm. I see commercials for this and mayor of Kingstown all the time. And I'm, I'm interested in both. Actually. Yeah. That looks um, good too. Especially like, Holy shit. You're Jeremy Renner. Oh, you hear what happened to him? And yeah, dude, crazy. Yeah. He had a hell of a week. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to check out. Do you ever see those ads for that fake uh, esports show that they always advertise and everything? It's called Players. Yes, I have seen that. Oh, I didn't I see anything about that it. Out. But I've seen some like uh, email marketing I've seen for it. Um, I haven't seen anything actually like on TV for it, but yeah. Um, I did some uh, moving and shaking there, Jason. So with my son getting a, a new Xbox series S for Christmas, we didn't have any need for the Xbox one S I had sitting around. Uh, my eldest daughter's had the PS four for like a year and hasn't even turned it on. So I, I grabbed that, grabbed the old Xbox and grabbed my switch. That's been holding on by a prayer for a while. Now we've talked about that with like the fan is super loud and mm. has oh, the yeah. cracked bezel from that overheating issue. Mm-hmm. Took them all the GameStop walked my walked out with the switch OLED. Woo baby. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get the the it's the white one? Yeah, they didn't have the Splatoon one. Otherwise, I probably would have got that one just because it's cool looking. Um, but the Switch OLED actually, the white one looks good because I have the Series S, so it's white. PS Five mm, is mostly yeah. white. Now this is white, so it's like aesthetically, my little setup is it, it all matches now, which is cool. But I'll tell you, I, I love the screen. It, it's it's great handheld. So yeah, that I mean, alone, it, looks, it looks nice. Yeah. I mean, especially like I, I I'm not a huge fidelity person yeah. any longer. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I can tell there's always, <laughs> sorry if you're the person, but there's always like the eyes like, well, I can tell the difference between 30 frames per second. Yeah. 60 I mean, yes. And some things you can, because like, yes, it's the difference between like, you know, chugging and I guess, you know, 30 and 60 is visibly noticeable, but like, you know, you get above 60 frames and you're, you know, eventually the human eye can only do so much. Right. But, um, yeah, just like the, the. The, the, just the sharpness of it all yeah just looks so much nicer and, for, and like the kickstand oh is kickstand so is much nicer <laughs> yes and then a like yeah you turn it on you're like oh this is what the switch should sound like yep and not like a harrier jet taking off yep you know yep and I, i've been playing uh kirby on it the forgotten land so it looks it looks amazing my switch uh, shouldn't melt while trying to load up tetris 99 no okay, that, that's a problem so yeah and I figured, you know, with the news talking about like there's no plans for like a, a, a switch follow up, at least for another year. Now I was like, all right, well, there's no way my original switch is going to last another year at this rate. So yeah. I was like, let me just do it. Do you really think there's any chance they're going to release Tears of the Kingdom on this hardware? Do we really think that's going to happen? I mean, if they're saying it's coming out this year, they have to. Do you really think it's going to come out this year? Like, look how many times Breath of the Wild got delayed. That is I mean, I understand that like the engine and the world, you know, what they're, the tools and everything are pretty much done. But 
I feel like it's probably just going to like, come on, we're just going to delay it. I feel like it'd be better if they just waited for new hardware, honestly. But even if they do the new hardware, they're still going to do the stupid thing of like, here's it is on the old gen and the new. Right, exactly. That's the thing. I don't want it to be neutered by trying to run on the switch, too. Yeah. So it'll be some of that, too, if they do do that. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're they're, they do do. They haven't really given a lot of plans for what's coming out this year either. So, like, I feel like they kind of need that this year. Because, I mean, they said Pikmin 4 is coming, but they didn't give a. I don't think they give a year even. So, but they at least acknowledge it's almost done. So is Prime 4. Well, uh, Prime 4 started all over again. But, yeah, it's just. You know, it's funny. That was the last game I bought with the Amazon. Yeah, the uh, pre order. Yeah, where they used to do, like, was it $39.99 you can get games for? So uh, it still shows up. And my my pending list, which always makes me chuckle. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in that weird spot. Like, I mean, Donnie has talked about it a lot, actually. Where he's like, I think I'm at the point that I'm done with Nintendo, like with Switch. And I was like, I, I'm almost there. Like, I still want to play the exclusives because those will run well and they're typically always good. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, but I think officially I was like, there's no reason for me to play anything else on Switch anymore. It's just like. It's yeah, never, it's either never finished, it's have... super late or it doesn't have it doesn't yeah. look as good or run as good. Like the let's face it, I think the most of the exclusive heavy hitters are are done yeah. that we're gonna see. And like for me, it's an accessibility thing. If I yeah. can get like an indie game that um is out on Switch and will run on Switch, then they can play. Then that's that's the the option. But yeah, I, I can definitely see why a lot of people are are moving on or just moving to other avenues. Like yeah, would it have made more sense for me probably to get a Steam Deck instead of a <laughs> OLED? Yeah, maybe because. But at the same time now, I always thought of myself as more of a a docked player. I'm not like probably I probably have more switch playing time handheld. And now I'm going to be I, finally for sure. Yeah, now, like with docked, the OLED, I so. love it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Just having that bigger screen size is that a too. big is a big it, like it makes a difference. Definitely does. Definitely does. So, so speaking of, of indies that run on the switch. I went through some few and I, I first, you know, I, I'm happy to say I finished this game, guys. Good. I didn't think I was going to and Moonlighter. I did complete it and I definitely got into a jam where I was just like, man, I, I don't know. I was like, because, eh. you know, I got towards the end and then like I, I fought the final boss once and I, I'm like, oh, man, I'm kind of get got my butt handed <laughs> to me. So I like went back and, and did some grinding and like I ended up, you know, I had all the upgrades for the shop in the town. Um did some grinding, upgraded my gear a a bunch. And then like, I always find it's weird. Like you go through the dungeons and you always feel like, man, it's hard for me to make any progress. And then I I finally discovered like, or remembered how you can change your, what do they call them? They don't call them your familiars, but maybe they call them your totems, whatever your little companions are that you can get. And what really changed the game for me was using the treasure chest one, because then I could just, he gives you like all these other item slots. Yeah. So you need to just go down and I can just load up on crap in the dungeon so i could go i'd go in the tech dungeon and fill up my inventory and come back and even if i i wasn't even selling it in my shop anymore i was just giving it to the assistant that you have and yeah. letting her take that 30 percent cut and i was still bringing in like over two hundred thousand. oh geez um a day doing that so i just did that a bit and then i had millions of dollars and then yeah. i just you know i had all my armor i had like, your way uh, out <laughs> I had the fully upgraded in the, in terms of the item because I, I had a spear and I had a sword and shield that I kind of focused on and they had, you know, whatever. I don't remember which specific armor I had, had them all maxed out. And then I actually got the, all the max enchantments for them, too. So I had, a, you know, upgraded hit points, the upgraded defense. 
And then I actually took the time and went back through the bunch of some of the dungeons so I can make some of the full health potions. So I had five of those. And then even, I only had to use like two of them. And then like I had, you know, when yeah. I finally did defeat the boss. So it was, it was cool, like, because when I had started playing it, you know, when I picked this back up, I was only in the second dungeon. So I, you know, made it all the way through the third dungeon, which is what the, the desert dungeon made it all through the yeah. tech dungeon, you know, completed the final boss which was cool. And like, I was into the whole shop mechanic, even though like I liked the loop, but after a while it kind of got a bit repetitive. Yeah. Combat was kind of okay. And then guys, you know, the boss was what it was. And then they gave you just this dog shit, golden turd of an ending. Like the way it just felt rushed thrown together and just leaves you like, huh? You know, like you, I don't know. There's like, there's some references, some stuff that like I went on Reddit afterwards and had some people like connect dots. But I was like, they make some references to like some of the journals and stuff you find about some of these other characters that they don't really give you, you know, a clean wrap up on. Um, I guess it's okay to spoil this game, right? It's that old. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, so like they're, they're they're, the, the dungeons are like portals to another dimension. And that's what you're going through. You're going to these other dimensions and actually bringing back loot from. And then, like, there's these space pirates that were trapped in there. And, like, you actually freed. But then you killed the pirate king. And then there's, like, this weird, like, space police guys that show up. And, like, oh, you guys are not going to be part of the international, uh, you know, trade something. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's, like, congratulations. And that's, what? like, it. It's just like, <laughs> and it just kind of ends. Credits roll. <laughs> and then, okay, congratulations. You can do New Game Plus now. And I was, like. No, no, thanks. No, I'm done. But it was cool, like playing this because then they, during December, like they had like holiday themed stuff. All of a sudden, there's like Christmas trees oh, and shit. presents and snow, which was cool. That like they actually changed the aesthetics of the game because huh. of the the calendar. But other than that, man, it was just like shit. This just like it, it like that ending like just soured me on the entire game. I was Aww. like, well, I'm happy I finished it because like. I remember being so like high on that game when yeah, it just yeah. was announced and like the pixel art and everything and then the idea of it. And then I stopped playing it. And then I'm, then I finally like, it was nice to something that had, I had abandoned for so long and go back and actually finish it, you know, felt like a, um, felt like a, a completion. And then real quick, I immediately after that was hoping that was coming at the, 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 the this whole Nindy's <laughs> yeah. reveal, the, you know, they shadow drop sports story yeah. on us that Friday before, um, Christmas. Um, I'll be honest, Kevin, I've only put maybe like an hour into oh, it. Okay. Um, so I, I never, I haven't experienced any issues, you know, like that it's, it's very disheartening that this game came out in the state that it was. And I've seen so many people like having hitting game breaking bugs. And it seems like there was some issues with development. And like, I think the game, I, from what I understand, it really seems like this game was a, a victim of feature creep. Yep. And like the more they kept like, oh, let's add this to the game. Let's add this to the game. And I think that's it. And just the game kept just getting bigger and getting bigger. And that's why we've seen delay and delay. And then finally, they're like, oh, we need to get it out. And then all oh, this happens. So that's disheartening because, um, you know, I think uh, Golf Story was such a, yeah. a beloved uh, like gem on, on during the original Switch launch. So kind of unfortunate that we've had this 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 narrative going on with the, this sequel, sequel of sorts. So. Um, you know, uh, a patch is in the works to hopefully address a lot of the issues. And like, I'm, I, I don't know how to feel right now because a lot of them like, oh, yeah, this is what I remember about the first game. And then part of me, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I remember about the first game. And I, yeah. like, I don't know if I'm like ready, like right now, that's what I want to play. You know, so I, I haven't had like this huge pull to like, oh, I got to keep playing it. 
you know, like, so, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll, I, I will play through it all. And I, I'd hope to, I don't even know if is Donnie even playing it. I haven't. I, I think he put it down until a patch comes out. Which... Okay. Cause I like, I like had messaged him when I, I got it and I got like a clappy emoji, but like, I haven't heard anything more from him. So I didn't, hmm. you know, kind of was hoping to like talk to him about it, you know, as we played through it. But I think it sounds like we're both not really playing yeah. it right now. He, so. he put out and a bunch of screenshots. about Switch too. I'm like, eh. yeah, too. He put out a bunch of screenshots like the day of and some of his issues that he had. He had some video evidence of such things. And then I think he stopped until a patch mm. comes out. And like, and I haven't bought it yet either. And I really wanted to. Uh, and, and I'm sure I'll still get it eventually too. But yeah, the whole feature creep thing like i really just don't understand it's like you guys had such a simple concept that everybody loved like you didn't need to you know add in that yeah. much you could add in yeah, like one thing on and it would have been fine bit. like yeah you could have just kept going a little bit and and done 10 games and people probably still would have loved it and ate them up instead of doing one and now it's like, i wonder if what do you like do next it, you can't top it after this right and i wonder if it was going to be like golf story 2 initially and then it became sports story just because of that feature creep. Like, oh we got to put this in yeah. there and then there you know yeah it's kind of sucky um i i played i haven't played much either because of the holidays so i don't have a whole lot to talk as far as gaming but one thing i did i uh, actually completed it uh was it today no yesterday last night i completed it was high on life so that's the game mm. from the rick and morty creator um we have the gun okay that makes a lot more, okay that makes a lot more sense about that game now justin roland yeah yeah so yeah. All, all the guns i are didn't actually, know that until you just told me that now really? and now that makes that makes a lot more sense oh, about yeah. everything about that game now yeah a lot of people are kind of torn about the game because the humor is is very much just rick and morty which i tried watching rick and morty a few times and it it'll hold my attention for a little while but it just i don't think everything lands for me as as it does for a lot of other people who obviously love rick and morty uh, it's a huge thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but in a game, it's a little bit weirder because you have these weapons. Uh, you're, so you're an earthling. Um, alien race crashes on your planet and they discover that the human race is actually an awesome drug. So they want to enslave the entire human race and consume <laughs> them because they get them high. OK, that is what it is. Um, but in your quest to try and defend your planet, uh, you encounter this alien called the Gatling. And those are your weapons. So these are um, the the first gun you get is just basically Morty. Um, same voice, same everything, um, same stutter, everything. So it is, literally is Morty. Um, and you you become a bounty hunter and try and defeat the entire G3 um, mob cartel. And you're going to take them down one by one being a, being a bounty hunter. You're going to kill the, the crime bosses and save uh, the human race. So you encounter more and more Gatlings that do different things. So there's one that's like a shotgun, one that's like a, a semi-automatic, or like a mini machine gun, um, one that's kind of like a grenade launcher, and then the, the final one is kind of like an over-the-top like laser grid weapon that's just insane. Um, and each have a, are voiced differently. Um, so there's tons and tons of people voice acting in this one. Like you'll, if you play through the game, you recognize the voices. You're like, oh, I know who that is, and you, you look it up. You're like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Um, but basically anybody tied to Rick and Morty in any way, shape or form is in this game, um, including a, a surprise, surprise cameo spoilers for anybody who actually is going to play through this um, quick voice cameos by Susan Sarandon and Jack, uh, Jack Black. <laughs> How the hell did they get Susan Sarandon? <laughs> so Jack Black makes sense. because Jack Black. But so to, to spoil it, because it's the story is just completely ridiculous anyway. And the game is is very vulgar and a lot of it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And that's kind of just, I guess, the appeal of it for Rick and Morty fans. But you, you face the final boss and he again, spoilers, somebody was actually going to play it. 
and you face the final boss and he's like, well, the joke's on you. I currently have the people you love most in this world. And it's supposed to be your parents because your parents disappeared when this whole thing happened. And it's Jack Black and Susan Sarandon. And he's like, what? I thought you had my parents. He's like, what? When I asked all the people in the human race, they said they love these people. And, and Jack Black is like, yeah, people totally love us, dude. That's that's for sure. And he's like, but these aren't your parents. He's like, no, I don't love them. Love them. I like them. But I don't love them. And he's like, oh, and then the alien just kills the two of them, like instant, instantly just fries them. Um, but it's like that was the big reveal during the final battle. But oh, yeah, yeah, the whole game is just really, really weird. It's a first person shooter. The whole thing. Um, it's oh, David Herman's in it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a mediocre shooter with a just kind of ridiculous over the top um story to it and and the weapons just talk non-stop which i thought was gonna be annoying but it didn't really bother me that much because that was its way of telling the story so instead of like having like reading tons of text anywhere it was always just conversations going on with the different weapons and you could change them at any point too and, and the weapons would all still talk and they were just like that new weapon you're holding takes on the main narrative instead and does it in mm-hmm. their own style because every weapon actually has a different personality too so they don't talk the same way they don't act the same way you know some are ruder than others some are more naive than others so it all just plays into the story which i thought that was kind of cool uh the way they did that but the the thing that like killed me on this and i think i'm gonna write a review for it even though i didn't get like a review code because i feel like people would be interested the thing that absolutely killed this game much like moonlighter for you is the ending made no attempt at even ending like you beat mm. the final boss and they're like, congratulations, you beat him. And then the credits roll. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? So like, I, I skipped the credits and reloaded my, my save, you know, to continue to see if it would like drop me back in and let me do something else. And you drop back in. And he's like, yeah, congratulations on beating the final boss. This guy that's here, like your partner. He's like, you know, it takes a while for word to get around the galaxy. So there's still gonna be a bunch of enemies and all these other planets. If you want to go back and collect stuff, you might have missed. But there's no reason to do that, like other than just to collect everything. So it was like that was the end of the game. There was no resolution. You never found your parents. Uh, you don't know what happened to Earth after this whole scenario happened. Like you, you know nothing. So I was like, this makes no There's sense at all. Snow, huh? Yeah. So I was like, well, this this is a big fuck you to the player after wasting a lot of time. But it was it was a good time waster. I I enjoyed enough of it to play through, but I was really put off by that ending. Where I'm like, this isn't even an ending. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, and it's definitely not a game for everybody. If you don't like that kind of humor. Uh, I know a lot of people in PSVG had turned it off after like the first level or two because like this <laughs> isn't connecting with me at all. And I just kind of ignored it. So it didn't it didn't connect with me yeah. either. But I just kept playing anyway. I just ignored it. I'm like, well, whatever. This I'm isn't funny. I'm surprised you didn't end up reviewing it or did you? I, I, I think I will write about it, um, even though I didn't get a review code for it. So like mm. it'll just be like because I want to. Yeah. Um, but I probably will. And I, I think if I had to give it a number, I'd give it like a seven, seven and a half. Okay. So not terrible. It's no. worth playing, but. If you're not into the humor, then it, it could be a major turnoff for you if you can't stand it, you know. Okay. Um, well, the last thing I want I want to talk about kind of came out of, out of left field for me. I don't even know how I um I don't remember how I first discovered about it, but I saw like some reviews on it and I saw some like I think I actually saw some some just some social media posts about people talking about it, how it's kind of like a it's a love letter to the genre and to the games, and um that's chained echoes, which is a 16-bit RPG. I think it's out on. I know it's out on Switch and PC. I don't know if it's on. It is on Xbox. 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 It's on, yeah, it's on everything. It's on everything. It's on everything. Yep. So, um, I, I didn't really know anything about it. I think it originally started out as like a RPG Maker project, and then it kind of it kind of evolved into its own full game. I think it's been basically a solo effort by one guy for like seven years, 
um, with its oh, development cycle. And um, yeah, it's very much like a, it, it, like it is. It's a love letter to RPGs of that 16-bit era, which taking like some of those those tropes and those stories has some more adult um, language and stuff in there. But like let's just, the way the game intros and starts, it's Chrono Trigger. Like it very it parodies Chrono Trigger's intro. Oh, cool. And then you're then you're very much abruptly um, shown that it's not. But um, it's just uh, it, it's been I've probably played yeah, maybe got I don't think I even hit two hours yet. You know, I've gone through like the first kind of intro area and I fought a few, few bosses and it kind of, you know, introduces the party to you. It's very much what you're you're used to. It's, mm-hmm. you know, walk around, talk to people, turn based combat, which you know, a lot of people are more into the real time stuff. But it, yeah. it, it is fully turn based. You have. um hit points and uh, uh points <laughs> it's not is it i think it's uh sp i think is okay. what they used and what i like which some rpgs have done this before your health and your your you know mana are replenished after the battle oh thank you know God. so you don't I which yeah. i always i hate when you always had to like you go around and like use potion take a look so yeah. because it's nice because then it's like like during combat i'm actually going to use my skills instead of like yes saving you know, them of, like do i need to save them all the time and um what it does that's cool and is in combat they have um it, it, it's been a few days since i played so i can't remember the exact technical term of the, but you have this this uh, a meter that builds up during battle based on you taking damage and the skills you use i think it, it, it might be resonance I can't remember. And it starts in yellow and then it goes in green. And when it's in green, you like enemies damage you your your skills take half SP, you take less damage from enemy attacks. But then as you use skills, you'll you can overheat and go in the red zone. Oh, of course okay. if you're in the red, then more damage, less effect. More damage. And so you have to use skills. There's certain hmm. skills you'll get that can lower that. Defending will lower it or using other skills will move the meter back the other way so that's kind of like your goal during combat you can't just spam one attack or one skill because then you'll overheat and then take dick you know put yourself in a bad position so that's kind that's of cool. like what tries to set it apart um otherwise you know very similar you know your weird mix of of you know of class types um i'm kind of going through right now and you've i've played with a, a, a small handful of different characters and you can definitely see like um the influences from you know, Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. There's mech. I've seen some mechs. You got some Xeno gears. I think they even they even said the the line and you know, like stand tall and shake the heavens, <laughs> which, like you know, from there and yeah. some some other things like that. So it was like like cool just to experience all that. And it was just like you know, I, I, the price was right. I think it was only like I don't remember if it was twenty five or thirty dollars. Um, got that eShop card for Christmas. I was like, well, you know, what? we got no, 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 there's no risk here. So I was like, it. I've seen. I think Garrett's playing it. I've seen you know other people speak positive about it. I think like yeah, Nintendo Life is usually you know pretty generous on the reviews. Yeah. But I mean, they gave it you know decent scores. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've kind of been looking for like you know more of that classic JRPG experience. Um, not quite. I, I want to get back to to Xenoblade, but just not ready to get back into the monster that is Xenoblade. Yeah. Um. Now I do remember it was Reddit. Reddit's how I first heard about it. It was like a, from one of the Nintendo subs on there, and everyone was like, I've, "I've been playing this for forty hours. I love it." And I was like, "Well, shit. You know, I'll just give it a go." And it's been it's been really fun so far, and it's been kind of like it just feels like I'm playing like a Super Nintendo RPG again. So I'm about to check it out. It is on Game Pass, so anybody that Ooh, has nice. that can check it out. So I, I'm and the gonna... score the score's been pretty good too. The music's been been all right. You know? download it we'll see we'll see what i think good to give it a go it stinks <laughs> it's need, worse than need, spirited the musicals need, none of these characters can sing 
I need to get a critic soundbite for when Kevin's like, well, uh, you know, check it out. See what I see. See what I think. It stinks. Yes, that would be fantastic. Was it Jay Sherman? Was that his name? I think. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, but uh, look at that. Played some things. Watched some things. Who is Ooh. this guy? I I was really torn after Moonlighter Two. I was I almost thought about picking up my my 3ds again and going back to Minish Cap and playing some more of that, but didn't get that far. Not that not that desperate yet. No, not yet. <laughs> so now the game will be: Will you go to Minish Cap or Xenoblade Two first? Fifty-fifty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right there. Fifty-fifty. Huh? <laughs> so uh, maybe at that point, uh, no, because probably by then I'll probably pick up um, the Mario and Rabbids and play that. Oh yeah, yeah that's or just Mars of Hope since I haven't played that yet. Yeah, so. me either. Yeah, I've seen some sales, but not enough to make me jump yet. Yeah, that'll be my next one. Yeah. So. And that's a good thing. At least it's an Ubisoft game, so you know it'll actually go oh, on yeah. sale. It'll go so, on sale eventually. Yep. You can get that for like 40 bucks or less. That's probably it's a win. It'll be a win. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that's all I've got on my plate. Me too. This is a really lame outro, and that's going to do it. Yeah. So, again, I hope you guys had a good holiday. Sorry we, you know, kind of bummed you out at the beginning of the show, but, uh, you know, we're doing, we're all fine here now. How are, how are you? Uh, we're all clear kid we'll this thing go home again we we appreciate you for listening watching and doing all those things uh special thanks to that arbiter of awesomeness tyler Rowland, tom servo brendan myers uh skinny matt i think he's banned off patreon so i don't think he's i don't think he's an arbiter of awesomeness anymore so son of sorry a bitch. you son of a bitch uh josh brown and then you got callow he's still that crusader of the legion we appreciate it appreciate all of you if you want to join the flux legion check out patreon.com slash flux get the, the early access to stuff like flux radio uh when that comes out the mixtape kevin kevin might put out some stuff there mm-hmm. someday and mm-hmm. one of these days when i uh, you know i'll get i'll get tuesday with flux off the ground i really want to really want my wife to be that first guest and it's been i think it'd be good been tough to coordinate you know so now that we're through the holidays i think that's a good day it's good to take take a breather let the holidays flow through us all and get on the other side and oddly enough kevin we went meta on this this musical selection because Spirit. Uh, I've got. I found. <laughs> yes, I found a mix tonight uh, from Xenogears, just yeah, released yeah, called yeah. Semper Salter by Level Ninety Nine, Oceans Andrew, and Overclocked University. Ranges the music of three songs from three games. Um, that's where it says three games. What what three games do we have here? If I view all, will it view? Ah, Xenogears, Nights into Dreams, and Tales of Innocence. Um, it's, so it's kind of like a kind of a I think a wintery wintery mix, but the primary game is still Xenogears. One of oddly enough, I still can't believe I played this game. Uh, Square <laughs> 1998 on the PlayStation, such a weird ass RPG. But yep. um, if it wasn't for Xenogears, we never would have had uh, you know Xenosaga or uh, Xenoblade. So there you have it. Uh, you like this remix? You can check it out. It and many more ocremix.org on behalf of Lucas and Kevin and myself. Thanks for making Flux Expose weird, and we'll see you in two more weeks. Goodbye.